Hey, welcome to Recharting Your Life with Hope. I'm Hope Cook, creator and host. If you feel stuck, restless, overwhelmed, or dissatisfied with your current life, despite your life looking pretty good on paper, or at least on social media, I can totally relate. Together, we'll figure out how to take the next right step. I'll interview women who are a little farther along on the path and get tips and ideas from them. I definitely don't have it figured out, so I'll share the ups and downs of my own journey with you. Let's get started because life is too short to waste in autopilot. If you want to be the best possible version of you, you're in the right place. All right. Hey, everybody. Today we have Dee Johnson with us. Dee lives in my area, or at least she works in my area, and she bakes cakes, but not just any cakes. These are gluten-free cakes, and they're vegan, right, Dee? Some of them are vegan, but they're all gluten and dairy-free. Gluten and dairy-free. And so I met Dee, I turned 43 this year in December, and I wanted a gluten-free cake because I've been avoiding gluten for various health reasons. And I looked around, I went to the local um, earth fair, I thought they would have it. I called around to a couple of bakeries and nada, even though we're in a college town and we have plenty of people who eat vegan, gluten-free, dairy-free, but I couldn't find anything. And I Googled gluten-free bakery in Athens, Georgia, and I found D. And I kind of did a little investigating and I saw that she had a pretty amazing story. She's written a book. She's had just quite a life experience. So we scheduled a time to chat and I said, will you please be on the podcast? (laughs) And she agreed. So welcome, Dee. Thank you so much. Welcome. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Thanks for reaching out. It's really awesome. It's important to share. Yeah. And I was shocked that you just started this bakery in October. Right. Like during the pandemic. (laughs) it actually it is a COVID baby. I mean, I have to say because uh, I'm a self-employed consultant, business consultant, and my business was just going away, you know, slipping through my hands because yeah. um, they first let the let the consultants go or or minimize projects, and that's what happened to me. And my daughter and I, we were sitting in her driveway, and we said, "What can we do?" And I said, well, the only thing that I could think of is baking, because it's something that we do very well for ourselves. Of course, we live gluten and dairy free. And I can tell just a little bit more about my my path and, and my story. And um, and we started and within 10 days, it was a success because we had all the recipes and my daughter went on the website and then the ball just started rolling it yeah I mean it's amazing to me that so you had this situation where you're not making any money compared to what you used to make and it's months into the pandemic so as you said you were sitting in the driveway with your daughter and you said I have to find something to do right and was baking a passion of yours it always has been 
but not like that. You know, of course, when you bake, you have to eat and we try to stay slipping. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we love baking and, um, and it always goes back to my mother. My mother was a real good baker and she baked for neighbors. You know, they asked her to make cake. So I was always around this baking was always important in my life from growing up from childhood on. And, uh, and when we brainstormed on what we could do, not only with our time, but also to add a little bit of uh, income to the family, uh, we thought, hey, people have to eat every day and um, gluten and dairy free is not available. So what we did first, we were thinking about fixing our own problem. Because yeah. when, um, before the pandemic, I traveled quite a bit with my job. And when I travel, I live off nuts, fruits, bananas, and salads. Yeah. Because most of the time, um, gluten and dairy free is not widely available and even if it's if it's categorized gluten and dairy free I personally have to be very careful because I know that there are things that I still don't don't do well with I know I cannot eat oats whether they are gluten free or not right impact on me so uh, yeah I love it that you had a problem so it was your pro it was a personal problem that you had and by looking at how you could solve that problem, that led to an idea about starting a business. And you didn't have it all figured out by any means. Like you just took a step and your daughter was like, I'll work on a website. And she's not a web designer, right? Like that's just something she figured out. Right. And you're making these cakes and you said you're good at the logistics, like, you know, the recipes, right? Right. Yeah, I mean, we're a really good team. So she has um, um, recipes figured out for herself, what she likes to eat. I have recipes that I like to eat. And that's how we have been doing. We always uh, said whenever something came up, oh, let me make the cake or I have a new recipe. So we always talked about baking and gluten and dairy-free, but um, yeah, but we didn't have have it. We still don't have it figured out. You know, we just we're just um, going along. But we know how to make um, cakes and muffins and pies. And my daughter is really good in decorating them. That's yeah. not much my forte. I'm more of like you said, the recipes. So yeah, we're a really good team. And you're just figuring it out as you go, and you're passionate about it. So those two things really you know, I think have led to your success so far because you are really selling a lot of cakes at this point, aren't you? Yes, we do. Yeah, we have, we have orders coming in. Well, before Christmas, it was almost, it was daily that orders came in on the website for, like I said, muffins, pies. And then before Christmas, we had gingerbread man and we had a decorating kid and we had Christmas cookies and we had seasonal cakes, you know, we had hazelnut pound cake and all mm. of that. We did that seasonal, but we don't plan to have that into, you know, year round. This is just because of, um, it was for Christmas. Yeah, but we still, you know, we have orders come in every week. We make two, three cakes every week. People yeah. contact us, you know, birthday celebrations, because like you said, there is nobody in or around Athens 
that orders uh, that offers gluten and dairy free baked goods. Yeah. So there was a need in the market. And you were telling me when y'all had your little Christmas, um, there was a market and y'all participated and had a booth with some kits like gingerbread kits and Christmas yeah. cookies. And you were telling me a story about the little girl. Can you tell us that story? Yeah, that moved me deeply and it still does because, um, so a mother, so we were at the Indy South market. I'm pretty sure I can say that here. Yeah. And, um, we had a booth and, uh, so we had, like I said, the gingerbread decorating kit and gingerbread man and a family. It was two children and mom and dad, and they came and I talked to the mom and she said, is everything gluten and dairy free? And I said, absolutely. <clears throat> yeah, we have sensitivities and everything is gluten and dairy free. And uh, even in our kitchen, we don't even have regular flour. So we're not certified gluten and dairy free, but I feel good to say mm -hmm. that, that we are. And, um, and then um, her little girl, she was maybe six years old. She didn't even look at the booth and what we had. She just looked into the market. She wasn't even interested. Um, and, um, and then when I assured the mother that it's gluten and dairy free, the mother talked to her little girl and she said, listen, this is all gluten and dairy free. Everything here that you see, you can have and you can eat. And, and you should see that little girl's face light up. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden she was so interested and she looked and she pointed at the decorating kit. Can I have that? Yes, you can have that. Could I have the gingerbread man? Yes, you could have that. Mm. And she just looked around everywhere and, um, and her mother said, you know, you just go shopping here. And she oh. was modest, you know, she still just bought a couple of things. But, but that's why we're doing it. We're, I mean, we're, we're doing it for a lot of reasons, but that, that is also one reason because it's so many children out there and eating gluten and dairy-free. For some, it's a lifestyle, a lifestyle, you know, choice. They don't even have to do it, yeah. but they do it. But when you have a small child with celiac, it is very, very tough. Yeah. Uh, they go to birthday parties and they can't. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, my nephew it, has celiac. Yeah. So, yeah. And celiac is just one, you know, everybody knows about celiac, but celiac is just one autoimmune uh, disease. But there are many others where mm -hmm. gluten and, uh, and dairy is, um, yeah, should be avoided. Yeah. And Dee was also telling me her story about how she got diagnosed with an autoimmune condition. Do you, would you be comfortable sharing that? Yeah. So I have to say that all my life, <clears throat> I have had problems um, with my stomach and intestines always for as long as I remember. I had, mm -hmm. I had um, PMS out of this world, you know, yeah. very, very painful, very discomfort. And I always been to the doctors and nobody ever questioned, what do I eat? Never, it never happened. Mm -hmm. And then I came to a point um, uh, and it came because I had a red eye. I had, my eye was bloodshot. And at first everybody, yeah, bloodshot eye can happen, right? Yeah. But it did not go away at all. I had it for 10 years. Wow. So yeah, so a total. So after two years in, 
I, I went to doctors and doctors and everybody checked and everything was good. And then finally, a university hospital in Germany where I lived at that time, they made a blood test. And, um, and when the lab work came back, they said that this is similar, it's to the autoimmune um, disease that call, is called uh, PBC, it's primary bilary cirrhosis. So it's a liver disease. Yeah, it's like it's like alcoholic cirrhosis, but it's not from alcohol. It's an autoimmune condition. So your body yeah. basically attacks the liver. And it's it's not it doesn't attack the liver. It it attacks the bile duct. Ah, okay. So it's not it's not liver cirrhosis. It is that's why it's called PBC. Biliary. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Biliary. That's exactly how you pronounce it. So anyway. And then my doctor told me, well, you know, you can live <clears throat> a couple of years. And I'm like, a couple of years? Wait, a couple? Like two, you can live two years? Well, she gave me five at that time. Wow. Even yeah. five. And you were yeah. how old? I was um, just, I had just turned 50 when I heard that. Oh, yeah. man. So, yeah. So, um, so my world tumbled, as you can imagine. And, um, <clears throat> and then I must say... <clears throat> Events took place, it was really, I don't know how to explain that, but, but things just opened up and it was, it, was, uh, it was crazy. It was like this diagnosis, and then I read an article in a newspaper and they talked about gluten sensitivity. It's the first time that I heard of gluten. Yeah. And, um, and I read that article and I could tick every box they said, you know, if you have gluten sensitivity, then usually this would be in this. Mm -hmm. and, and I was like, man, that, that's me. They're talking about yeah. my life, you know. So, and, and, then, um, and then I made the decision, I will go to India. Always wanted, but now having this expiration day. Yeah. Um, I said, okay, I'm going to go to an ashram. And I went to India and there I met a doctor from Germany. She was vacationing there as well. And she just looked at me and she says, oh my God, I have to help you. I'm here on vacation, but I have to help you. And, and, uh, and she said, you need to stop eating gluten and dairy right now. So she took one look at you and, yeah. and she's, so for those who don't know what an ashram is, is that a place where they do healing or is it, what is that? Well, it's a spirit. It's like um, a spiritual place, mm -hmm. like maybe in the religion, in the Christian world, you would call it a monastery, maybe. So you weren't thinking you would necessarily get healed. It wasn't like you were going to see a doctor no. over there. No, it was more of a, I knew I had to get away from everything. Okay. So you were going sort of on a spiritual right. journey and right. because you'd been given this timeline of like, you've got five years to live. And so right. you went to India and you, you just happened to meet this lady who is a doctor. Right. right. Who was there for the same reason. Oh. She wanted to get away. She wanted, you know, she had sort of a burnout syndrome. You know, she's yeah. been a natural doctor for 30 years, over 30 years at that time. And she just needed a refresher of the mind and just get away. And oh. some people, <clears throat> excuse me, some people can do that 
and they go on a cruise or, you know, yeah. <laughs> but, but that wasn't my thing, you know, I mean, everybody no, has it sounds... their own little way, you know, yeah. and, and for me, it, it, um, it just, it was the ashram and, uh, and going to see a guru and, and just being in a completely different world. Yeah. And, and, um, and away from me and my life and my problems and, and all of that. And, and when she told me, you know, I was sitting, she said, let's, make, let's meet after, uh, under the meditation tree this afternoon. And we went there and we sat there and we started meditating. And she just, it just came out of her and she's, and I stopped immediately. I, I changed my lifestyle under this tree at an instant. Wow. And, and I, it felt, but it felt right. Yes. It wasn't a challenge. It was my way. I knew it was my way. Oh, I and, love that. And, um, and then the next day I, I didn't eat bread anymore. And all of a sudden I worried network no I was concerned what was on my plate because before I didn't yeah. you know go to a restaurant you eat what's on the plate and you don't care how it is prepared and what kind of spices or you know what's what goes in it right and then next day and she helped me a lot because we we had we spent a lot of time together we had not all the time but mainly we had the three meals together breakfast lunch and dinner and, and then she helped me and, and she asked, she says, oh, what is, what is in this? And how did you cook the potatoes? And what is, no, no yogurt so, sauce for her. Oh. <laughs> like a big sister to me, you know. And Dee, were you feeling bad at this point? Did you have symptoms? Like when you went to the ashram, were you thinking, I feel horrible. I feel like I'm dying. Or did you feel pretty normal? Well, I, I did not know. I did not. I didn't feel like I was dying, but I definitely felt not, you know, not, not well, you know, okay. I, yeah. I, you know, that's probably the best way to describe it. I knew that I was not well. Okay. And, uh, and then when I, when I stopped eating gluten and all of a sudden, because my stomach was, and my intestines were always, always rumbunctious that was always yeah I felt I could not eat a meal and then feel good after it mm -hmm. was more of um bloating pain discomfort you know all mm -hmm. kinds of condition that 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 comes with it and um and then when I stopped eating gluten all of a sudden the next day I didn't feel bloated you know so that was my first thing that mm -hmm. I was like oh my god my body is so quiet, you know, oh. really, you know, it was like, it's so peaceful in me. It's not just that I try to be peaceful here because I'm in an ashram and I try to, to quiet my mind, but my body got quiet, it was eerie, it was completely new feeling. And I loved it. I and love, yeah. I love how, when you, you said, when you were sitting under that tree, like you had an instant where yes. your life changed forever. And as right. you sort of look towards this new path, it felt so right in your body. Like you just knew. Right. Right. Absolutely. That's how it was. It was, I didn't, I didn't second guess it. I didn't question it. And, um, and I must say being away so far away from your family and your children and every, everybody, 
and I was there for two weeks and that lady was there. She arrived on the same day. She left on the same day. Wow. That was divine yeah. intervention, I think. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think so too. And to this day, we're still, we've, we're friends and, and she's still, every month she checks in with me and she's like, really, she's truly my older sister. And she helped me the, those two weeks because it was maybe on day two where we had that conversation, me and her. So we had the remaining 12 days of her, you know, helping me to, um, to be on my way, you know, navigate I, this new path. Yeah, exactly. And, and I knew, I knew it was, um, it was, it was right. It was amazing. It was, it was, like you said, it was a truly a divine intervention. So then you come back to the United, or wait, you were living in Germany at the time? I was, yeah, I lived in Germany at that so time. So you went back home and did everybody say you were crazy or were they like, you need to be doing chemo or I don't even know what the treatment would be, but did they try to convince you to do some kind of radical treatments? So there is really no treatment to this. Ah. If you, if you have it, you have it. And, um, and then I went back to my doctor and I told her that I met that natural doctor and I stopped gluten. And she says, oh yeah, that's, that probably do you good. But it was, you know, it was not that she would have suggested it, you know? Yeah. And I just, then I just felt that, that this probably was not my way going forward, relying on Western medicine. No, yeah. I, mean, I don't have anything to say about Western medicine. It was just at that point, I just didn't feel it was my way. Yeah. And then I had, I had another aha moment because I came back in December um, from India. And then I was in Germany for two weeks. And then I came here to the United States because my children lived in the United States at that time. And um, they went to high school here. And then I spent Christmas with them. And that's when I picked up a book called A New Earth Awakening yes. Your Life's Purpose by Eckhart Tolle. And, and this book, this book helped me. Oh my God, this book. I mean, it's my Bible, really. It, it I mean, is it amazing. It was an, it's an amazing, amazing book. If, and then all of a sudden I learned about ego and I learned about things that, that another thing that I felt and, and, and having a diagnosis, I was feeling sorry for myself in a mm -hmm. way, you know, but with this book, all of a sudden I was able to accept me yeah. on who I was and who I am. And, and funny enough, was uh, that um, I was I went back to um, with questions because I had questions reading the book, and then um, Oprah's team, they because I had it through the book club at Oprah's. I'm pretty yeah. sure you remember that, and then I was selected with um, a couple of others in a webcast, and I talked with Oprah and Eckhart Tolle about the book. And I oh was, my gosh, you were on the podcast, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Hey, you're like a Oprah celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> well, not that, but it was just, to me, it was a confirmation that I'm on the right track. That's how I interpret it, because all of a sudden, it gave me a voice, and it all of a sudden, I, I just was taken out from the masses that I was happily in it. And all of a sudden, 
I had attention around me and and then I realized, you know, this comes with not only with a responsibility, but I have a good message. And my message is, you know, just being an advocate for gluten and dairy free life. That is so powerful. So you were reading this book and then you joined the Oprah book club and then you became, they started doing a podcast where Oprah and Eckhart um, had a conversation. So it would make it easier for us to understand each chapter and y'all can still go back and listen to that. And Dee was chosen to sort of participate in a live, was it right. a question, was question and answer? Three. Yeah, I was in chapter three. It's still available if you, yeah. want, you know, if you want. And the thing, the crazy thing is Hope, that between the diagnosis, going to India, reading the book and, and being on the webcast, it was barely six months. Wow, your life totally changed. It just totally, yes. Well, Dee, how was your mindset at that time? Were you still like living in fear and thinking, I'm going to die, I've got to, you know, do this and I've got to fight this and I have to, I would just be terrified. So how did you well, deal with that? Right. So I think um, that's why going to India, that's why I had that urge to go uh -huh. because I had this fear. Oh, it was horrible. You know, it was facing, I mean, we all know we we're going to die, but, but facing it in a way like that, I was uh, full of fear, having children that still relied on me, you know, and all kinds of things. But then going to India where I, was around spiritual people. I learned how to meditate. I met, besides Marchi, that, that, you know, the natural doctor, I met other people. I learned how to meditate, you know, how to, um, how to connect with my inner self. Yeah. And, um, and then when I came back, um, I, I noticed that I shifted from fear into trust. Oh, and, that's powerful. Yeah. And, and that's, um, and especially because all of this happened within such a short time, that's where my trust came in because mm -hmm. I figured, I said like, oh no, I'm going to be okay. This is, this is, this is, because now we're talking about 13 years after. Yeah. Right. Wow. So, um, yeah, definitely. And, um, and I started, I mean, meditation was then a part of my life and my daily life and still is and I offered guided meditations and um and I called it the keys to peace you know because that's when we meditate it is really to achieve peace peace of mind and peace in our body it really is when we're in our brain it's there's not peace there's fear there's anxiety when right. we're able to drop down into that quiet place that's where you're able to discover right. your the inner reassurance the trust like you said right the trust that's where the strength lies you know mm -hmm. of moving ahead that's where also you know the urge of being yourself and you know my life just changed you know and and i must say you know and then i came to the us and and it was my personal life changed in 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 so many ways but it it was all to the better but mm -hmm. i it was to the better because i trusted the process wow. and i think that's the main thing when when somebody is going through a change you can always 
you know, you always have a choice between living in fear about it, or you can trust the process. Mm -hmm. and, and I can urge everybody, you know, trust the process. Yeah. And, because you, you couldn't see 10 years in front of you at this point. You were just trusting like one step, just one right. step. Yeah, right, 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 right. Yeah. And, and yeah, and, uh, and then I was in the U.S. And, and I was um, in 2015. I had time over the summer. And that's when I wrote the book, you know. And, um, and it was just important for me to write down my story because I figured there are people out there that read the same uh, that that face the same challenge yeah and also one thing that I realized was that our economy tried to put everything that is gluten and dairy free into the same category but it's not, you know, because um, that's why I called my book, I'm in charge of my health. Everybody is different and adapt to accommodate yours, you know, because although we're gluten and dairy free, but there are still things that we can or cannot eat. And that is okay because um, we always try to, oh, well, you can do that and I cannot do this or, and that's okay. Yeah. You know, just trust your body and it tells you your body tells you what's good for you and whatnot that's good advice because we see celebrities or people we know doing these you know intermittent fasting or whole 30 or i'm paleo i'm vegan and we think oh she lost five pounds i need to do that but you're right. saying you've got to trust your body your body knows yeah exactly your body knows and uh and yeah, it, uh, but there's still, there's a lot of trial and error. You know, I'm not saying don't ever try anything different or new or whatever. That's not what I mean. Yeah. So the thing is really, um, is, is trial and error. But then when you find out that this is really good for you, then continue your path. Yeah. And you, you mentioned, you know, like I know intermittent fasting is really good for me. Mm -hmm. And uh and, and funny enough, I remember that being a child, my one of my grandmothers, she would always stop eating at three o'clock in the afternoon. That's she funny. had the last meal at three o'clock. Yeah, so, she just knew. Yeah, she just knew. She knew that she she said, I cannot go to sleep with a full stomach. And, and actually, I can't either. But our society has a dinner plan for us. <laughs> six or seven o'clock you're right so we do that you're right. and then and then i um i couldn't sleep at night and then all of a sudden I, intermittent fasting came on and i tried and then i remembered my grandmother and now i eat at the latest at five o'clock and uh I sleep yeah fine you know Love that. And so you started, you were doing gluten-free and dairy-free. And how long did it take before you felt quote unquote normal? Like your best health you'd ever felt? Well, I, I felt in a way I've never felt before because I had that gluten sensitivity from child on. I had stomach cramps as a child and I was, you know, it got to a point where my mother didn't believe what I, what I said, because although it was just too much for somebody that has doesn't have that those conditions to understand, yeah. you know. And um, but 
I could feel right away when I stopped eating gluten and dairy, I felt a change right away. And I've that, that piece that I described earlier stayed with me. And, and to this day, when I get, I call it contaminated, when I get <laughs> yeah. um, some gluten or dairy, it happens sometimes when I eat out in a restaurant uh-huh. and, um, <clears throat> and there is some cross-contamination I feel it, you know, some, I, I, my stomach is not right. I feel yeah. it right away. And um, so, yeah, so this, the, the good feeling came immediately. But one thing I wanted to point out because what I find the biggest challenge when I changed, and it was 2007 and 2008 when I changed mm-hmm. to gluten and dairy free. So it was really, the stores were not ready for gluten and dairy free. So it was, <clears throat> I went to the store and, and it was very difficult for me because all I saw was the things that I couldn't eat or shouldn't yeah. eat anymore. That was very, very hard and very difficult in the beginning. Yeah. But it was also a blessing because that's where our circle is closing because I started to cook and bake again. Ah. Or I lived a lifestyle rather, you know, buying at the convenience section in the supermarket, mm-hmm. things prepared, just take it home, put it in the oven, you know, put it in a microwave or whatever. And then I couldn't do that anymore. And then all of a sudden I started cooking and baking. And with the baking, then nothing, everything had it to be modified. Yeah. So, so you had to learn. I had to learn. And I love that. And that's why we have Oma's baking today. Wow. Good? That is such a story. <laughs> and so you're still doing your consulting, but you're also doing this other new business. Right. Yeah. So, so right now, um, right now, so we are still we bake and we sell over the website and we have here in Athens, we have a winter market um, that is sponsored by the Culinary Kitchen of Athens. Ah. And it happens every Saturday right now until March. Okay. It is right there at the Bottle Works where Hendo Schatz and Viva is. So we will be there every Saturday. Wonderful. And pies and muffins and... Um, and um, other goodies, whatever we have, think, you know, we think would be good. Mm-hmm. Like last week we brought brownies. I don't know what, what else we're going to bring this week. And, um, and then we have the website. So definitely um, everybody can order on the website as well. What's your website? Oma's Baking? Yeah, it's, it's omasbaking.com. It's O-M-A-S Baking. And y'all should check it out. Just look at the pictures. Her daughter is an amazing um, decorator and the cake tasted better than my wedding cake, which was up until then the best cake I'd ever had. (laughs) Oh, thank you. They put this raspberry like layer in there and vanilla frosting. Oh, so good. And Dee, tell us if you had to go back and give yourself advice like when you were diagnosed and the world felt like it was falling apart what advice would you give yourself that's a really good question hope i think the biggest thing would be have trust that it will be okay 
mm-hmm. no matter what you're facing, have trust, it'll be okay. It's okay to be different, that we don't, we don't have to fit into one mold. Yeah. We, we, we try to do that a lot. So I think, you know, having the courage to be different because I didn't, I, although I knew there was something different with me, I didn't mm-hmm. have the courage um, to, to speak up or to acknowledge it to myself. Yeah. And, um, and then especially when you're gluten and dairy free, then I would say, be happy that you're gluten and dairy free because the wheat and the dairy is really not good for the human body. So you have a jump start into a better and a healthier life. Yeah. You're probably healthier than all your friends. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, 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 you know, with, with the diagnosis, that's what I didn't say earlier. You know, I did a detox and, and I healed my liver. I mean, the liver is a, is an organ that is re, um, how you say that? It's, uh, it, it regenerates itself. I don't, I don't know. I'm not saying it right, but I know what you mean. Yeah. So over a long, but it's, it doesn't happen overnight. So it's over a long time, but um I mean, I haven't done any blood work done, so I don't know if I'm healed. Do I still have it? But I know that I am, that I'm a healthy person now. Yeah. And uh, just stay away. So, yeah, I mean, trust is the main thing, really. You know. Yeah, trust yourself. You have the answers inside of you. Absolutely. Your body knows. Right. Yeah. And don't be afraid to be different. Yeah. What is the name of your book again? Oh, the name of my book, it's, um, uh, it's I'm in charge of my health. Yeah, y'all check it out. It's on Amazon. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Dee, thank you for sharing your story with us. Oh, thank you, Hope, for having me. It's really, I really appreciate um, your interest and, um, and this conversation. It's very kind of you. Thank you so very much. Yeah, thank you. Take home points from my conversation with Dee Johnston. Number one, often solving your own problem can be a sign about what to do next. Your problem may be the same thing others are trying to solve. Number two, when you brainstorm, look at what you love to do as a child, like Dee with her baking. Number three, start even if you don't know how it's going to all work out. This is because you can't think your answer into being. But by taking a step, you can start figuring it out as you go. Number four, trust your gut. If physical problems are going on and on and on, keep searching until you find the answers. Don't hesitate to get a third, fourth, even a fifth opinion. Number six, or maybe five, when you open yourself up to possibility, synchronicities begin to happen. Articles will appear, people will appear who can help you, like the doctor at the ashram who happened to be there on vacation at the exact same time Dee was. Next, once you take a step in the right direction, you'll know because the energy will flow and you'll feel it. You'll actually have an easier time with whatever it was you were struggling with when you're on the right path. Like when Dee made the decision to change her lifestyle and diet in a split second. And then she said she immediately felt like she was in the flow. Life felt easier. Her eating, her diet, her digestion, everything felt better. Next, your body will tell you when you're on the right path. 
The next one, life will present you with guides in your life. Be on the lookout. Next, we often play the role of victim and feel sorry for ourselves. This is our ego. Our inner self knows this. Our inner self will allow us to shift from fear to trust. This is where we can find our inner strength. Try reading A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle. Or if you're not into reading, you can listen to Oprah's Super Soul Sunday podcast with Eckhart Tolle. Um, let's see, your mess can become your message. So whatever it is that feels like the end of the world, that can become your thing, what you help other people with. Next, you always have a choice about whether you're going to choose to live in fear or trust the process. It's up to you. Next, your body will tell you what's good and what's not. Trust your body. Notice how it feels each time you try a new way of living or eating. Next, it's okay to be different. We don't have to fit into a certain mold. Have courage to acknowledge it and embrace it. Thank you for choosing to listen to this podcast, Recharting Your Life with Hope. Everything I discuss in this show reflects my own views and opinions and not those of my employer. Although I'm a physician assistant in my real life, any advice or tips you hear on this show should not be used as medical advice. If you like what you hear, come on over to HopeThePA.com or follow me on Instagram at HopeThePA.com.